Welcome back to another episode of In-Depth. My name is Luke Hardecker and I'm a surf coach at Ombi. If you're new to Ombi, we take a look at surfing from the perspective of ocean, mind, body and equipment. In this podcast, it's all about straight to the point tips, things that you can take away, implement into your surfing, things that make you change the way you view your surfing. And this week, I want to talk about embracing the suck. This is an odd topic. If you've clicked on it, you've never heard of this. You're going to think, what have I just clicked on? This is all about explaining the learning experience and why you need to enjoy these periods of this sucks. So, like most times, I'll start this with a question. So do you ever feel in your surfing that you're just not improving or seeing progress? It's probably leading you to just a heap of frustration or worse, disappointment. This is even worse if you're actively trying to improve your surfing and it may give you that feeling of, F this crap, I'm out. What you're going through is what's universally called an S-curve. This is not something we have developed at all. And I'm going to tell you how you need to embrace this suck. If you don't embrace the suck, you're just going to build an ego. And you don't want an ego. There's a previous podcast all about that. It's going to cause you to fumble in the dark. So embracing the suck is part of accepting where you actually are at and figuring out what you need to work on to get better. You need this negative learning experience and feedback loop to understand when something is done right and what the difference is between something good and bad. So what is this S-curve then? And it's just this graph that looks like the letter S. But what it signifies is that to get better at something, you have to first suck. And that over time, very little improvement is seen. Now, if you'd like to follow along, there is a image in the full write-up for this podcast, which will explain and show you the S-curve. There's a lot of, there's also a really good article that goes deeper into the more generic S-curve as well. This will be strictly surfing approach at the S-curve. So if you want to know more just generally about what the S-curve is, that will be there. As we continue though, and as time goes on, the growth starts to build. This is where your confidence and competence begins to form. And eventually this growth will begin to rapidly develop. However, this is also is going to eventually plateau. It's going to level out again. And rapid growth is not constant. And this is where you begin to master the skill. And improvement becomes all about minute adjustments and tweaking it. And this experience, whether you improve or not, is all tied to your comfort zone. When you master one part of your surfing, you're going to enter a new comfort zone and the cycle continues. So how does this impact your surfing then? It's all about how you manage these phases and breaking it down where your surfing is at and what you're actually working on. And the easiest way to improve your surfing is to always just focus on one thing at a time and keep it simple. And there's a whole previous podcast on that as well. 
everything else is just a distraction and it takes away from that like, learning experience for that one thing. So I want to talk to you about how you can navigate this S-curve because we're all on it, whether you're aware of it or not. And there's a few stages to it. And I want you to help you understand how you can do that. And the first stage is always the same. And it's to take risks. You need to kick yourself out of the nest and take risks. When you start, you're in a comfort zone. You need to kick yourself out of that. You need to try something. Safety surfing and taking it easy is boring. Nothing worse to watch. To get better, you need to find out what you want to try and just have a go at it. Your second step during this journey is to identify your strengths and weaknesses. So as you start taking these risks, having a go, you're going to run into a wall sooner or later. To get through this phase, you need to start understanding your strengths and weaknesses. This is going to help you identify what the issue may be and how you can keep progressing. If your stance is rubbish, that cop box is going to elude you, elude you forever. You can also go back to last week's podcast about the whole ambulance and how you can use that to go through this phase. Think of this as ticking off the boxes of your fundamentals. And you're working through this new movement and figuring out what fundamentals impact it. And if you aren't aware of them, then you're missing some key theory. The next step, the third step, is not so obvious. And that's to embrace constraints. And constraints in surfing aren't so obvious. It's an open canvas letting you do what you want, right? Unfortunately, it's not. Constraints can be the conditions, the type of wave, your board, or anything else that impacts what the surf is doing and what you and your board are capable of. Think certain wind conditions make it an air day, perfect for keeping the board glued to your feet. Certain tides make it more mellow or stand up and barrel. Similar to your board, some boards want to turn and others just kind of want to point and cruise. The idea is to embrace these constraints. If the conditions line up, go for it. If they don't, don't fight it. Stay humble. Don't beat yourself, yourself up or force it to happen. If that board is more of a tugboat than it is a high-performance board, think about what you can learn from it or from doing the turns on it and work with them, not against them. The fourth step, there's a whole podcast on this one, and it feels like every episode it'll come in somewhere, but that's to drop the ego. You always need to drop the ego. Accept where you are, what you're struggling with, and ask for help. Film yourself, or get a mate to film you. Play it back. The video never lies. It's impossible to argue with a video and say, nah, that's not me. I don't have a crap stance like that. You need to accept it, review it, and see what you can fix to improve. So with the fifth step, it now comes to this point that you're progressing through the stages. And if changes aren't going well enough, you need to take a step back. Look at your surfing and see if there's a fundamental or movement you are not doing. Maybe you need to park this maneuver and go back and work on a fundamental. 
perfect that part of your surfing so you can properly develop the original maneuver. Or take yourself out of the equation and look at other surfers. Take a look at both good and bad surfers. Observe what they're doing both right and wrong. This can be the missing piece in understanding what you're doing and what you're missing. The sixth step, this is where things start coming fun. And you're at this point where you're finding improvement. But now you need to embrace failure. Fail forward. Aim to feel something new or feel something better. The goal is not to succeed. You can't go from doing terrible cutbacks to perfect ones. So fail forwards and aim to feel something. Not stay on your feet or do a really average turn. When you feel that new feeling, go again and again until you capture that feeling. The final step of this in step seven so when you start coming into this mastery phase. So you just need to play with it. And think, how can I play with this maneuver? How can I change up the feeling? What little tweaks can I make to change this? To think less is more, or do less and feel more. With those seven steps, I'm going to give you a quick summary. But what I want you to understand is there's no set time bounds for these. It's unique to you, what you're learning, so on and so forth. But step one, take risks. Step two, identify your strengths and weaknesses. Step three, embrace the constraints. Step four, drop the ego. Step five, step back to grow. Step six, embrace the failure. Fail forwards. And seven, play with it. So as I alluded at the very start of this, with your S-curve, comfort zones are heavily linked to this. And they're so dangerous in surfing. We're all stuck in them one way or another, and they are oh so obvious on bigger days when a lot of surfers will sit very wide and paddle for the shoulder. This is their comfort zone, and it's winning. This surfer is saying they value their comfort zone more than the outcome will change. It's horrible, but extremely human. So don't beat yourself up. Have a sit down and think, what do you value more? Your comfort zone or this change or aspect in your surfing you want to improve? If you value your comfort zone more, that's fine. It's entirely up to you and it's your choice. But if you want to change, you've got to kick yourself out of the nest and break the suck and get started on the S-curve. When you come to the end of a specific S-curve, you'll enter a new comfort zone. The cycle will repeat over and over, but as it goes on and you learn new skills, kicking yourself out again and again, that comfort zone and getting out of it is gonna become easier. One problem that people tend to face when learning a new skill is that they want to go from zero to hero. And we all know the type of person, people who want to pick it up instantly, hop, skip, and jump over several steps, cut corners, are expected to come instantly. Everyone learns differently, and if you pick it up fast, that's fantastic. But if you cut corners, aka you gloss over the fundamentals, you're going to always end up frustrated, not sure why it's not connecting for you. 
This is where habit stacking comes in. And this is your process in the S-curve. So habit stacking is this idea that comes from James Clear. It may have come from someone else before, if I apologize if I missed that up. But he's got an amazing book called Atomic Habits. It's basically accepting that you can't go from zero habits to 20 in one go. It doesn't work. To effectively build habits, you need to build one at a time. And you need to do this over time. As they progress and become ingrained in you, you then build on the next one and begin layering them. The new habits start compounding and building off each other. This is exactly what you're doing while navigating the S-curve. In the beginning, you're either fixing bad habits or creating new ones. And this is really slow and frustrating. And one adjustment to your surfing at a time is the goal, and then you're moving on. Think of this as like you're working on your car back and you're fixing your stance. You're finding a neutral, comfortable starting position. Then you're improving your ability to read the wave. Then you're staying in the pocket. Then you're compressing and extending. Then you're working on initiating a cutback. Then it works on opening up your front shoulder to extend the twist. You're looking through the turn. You're wrapping it around to hit the foam, so on and so forth. All of those is a little different habit that you're building off one or the other that starts compounding. And that's a rough list. It glosses over oh so much in a cutback. But they all build off the previous one before. And as they connect, it's going to compound. And your surfing is going to drastically change. This is why zero to hero never works. You haven't built those habits. You're going hot and cold. If you can't open up the front shoulder, you're never going to be able to do a full wrap. If you're always on the shoulder, the cutback's always going to be flat and boring. You need these fundamentals to work on the major maneuver. So then, how do we deal with this frustration going through the S-curve? And it's always going to be real. And it's not obvious to you what you're missing in your habit stack, whether it's the fundamentals, knowledge, whatever it is. This frustration is what you want, though. It's a signal that you're missing something and you need to fill in that gap. It's up to you whether you continue to be frustrated or stop pay attention to it, and think about what is causing that frustration. Remember, most issues are a symptom of the real issue, and you want to hack at the roots, not the leaves, if you want to change it. An example of this can be your pop-up, in that if you're nosediving, it can be that you're looking down, and the cause of this is that sudden fear of wiping out when the wave stands up. And keeping your chin up during the pop-up is essential. And it's going to help you stopping from doing this nosedive and looking where you want to go. But dealing with the fear and finding calm is going to become beneficial for everything you do in surfing. It can also be that you are aware of the fix but can't implement it due to fear. There's so many different hidden layers to this. And if you can find the bottom layer and solve that, it's far more powerful. I want to touch on a point that's going to become next week's podcast, and this is why I mean so many of these are interlinked over the last couple of weeks. And this is one that the body lags the mind, and that it's you need to download the information as you progress, and that takes time. The mind lags very quick, 
where the body learns slow, hence the body lags the mind. If you're struggling with parts of the S-curve, you may need more time to allow your mind and body to catch up. You need to build the neurological pathways, the muscle memory, to allow your body to do what your brain is telling it to and to feel it and understand it. So you need to put in all the training and let all the information, habits, feelings and movements begin to connect. Like I said, that's going to be next week's podcast. There's a final little part to this I feel I need to add. And that is you're facing multiple S-curves. Anytime you change something in your surfing, a new board, new beach, new size of surf, new positioning, new skill, you're going to face a new S-curve. Some of these will just blow over. Some will be quick and painless. Some will be loud and obnoxious. The obvious is surfers going down to shorter boards. If you haven't learned the fundamentals, there's going to be a big struggle. You're going to face multiple of them. Just be aware of it. What we've also done with Ombi and the recent Ombi method that we just put out so we've also gone and created S-curves for a beginner, an intermediate, and advanced. And these are the generic kind of problems most people will face. And we're telling you the skills of what you want to learn and what order to get through and get up to the next level. These are a very high look at an S-curve. There's an individual one for each one. But if you want to do those there, they're completely free. The show notes down below, you'll find the whole Lombie method. So in summary... This S-curve, a negative learning experience, is life trying to teach you lessons and you need to suck before you get good. It's all ego and people give up because they don't want to suck or look bad in front of their mates. You have to spend time embracing the change and changing yourself to achieve the outcome. Don't let your ego get in the way of your progression. You need to ask yourself, do I value my comfort zone more than the outcome? more than my change. It's a highly confronting conversation you need to have with yourself. And as you go through, remember these seven steps. As you go through, they can help you understand the journey you're on and how to navigate that individual part of it. So that any change in your ombi, whatever it is, boards, equipment, the lines you take, the way you move, it's going to result in a new learning experience. You're going to come through this over and over. What you're feeling is the problem you face can sometimes be a symptom of something you're unaware of and it requires you to figure it out, to learn a new skill, to move backwards or move forwards. It really doesn't matter. Everything has a problem and a solution, but sometimes those problems aren't obvious, but you can view it through the ambulance. And that was a previous week's podcast. Embracing the suck can lead to fun. You're either in the comfort zone and happy to stay there which is totally fine, but you may get eventually bored or you're out there trying to chase new highs and you want to navigate this whole experience and make the most of it without killing yourself or beating yourself up. That's what it's all about. If you've been enjoying these podcasts, it would mean a lot to us. If you left a review wherever you get your podcasts or if you've got a friend that you think there's an episode they should listen to and you shared it with them, it would mean a lot to us. If you ever want to get in contact with us, you can email us at info at ombi.co or all of the Ombi team are reachable via the community app, which if you're not already on there, 
You can meet other surfers, join local communities, chat about boards, equipment, training, everything. There's a constant engaging community there and it's completely free. Links are in the show notes. And if you want to start a free trial, it's two weeks, get access to all the Ombi training. We can also tell you where to start. There's feedback given at the end of every month. There's so much in there. There's a whole page in the show notes of where to start with Ombi to figure out what training program you want to work on and where do you start. And as I said, next week's episode is all going to be about the body lags, the mind and understanding this experience of taking on new information and why it seems that our bodies are so slow to catch up and our mind gets it, but our body won't do. So that'll be next week. And so until then, I'll see you next time.